Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. Johnny Allen. And today we're going to be doing a review of Nevada City, and then we're going to be giving our top five Rio Grande, Rio Grande, Rio, Rio Grande, Rio Grande games. Thanks for joining us for episode number forty-three. Hi, resident. <coughs> oh, John. Oh. He's not going to make it, folks. All right, residents of Meebletown, if you were here right now, you would see Dean with a t-shirt that says, I'm with stupid, and it's pointing <laughs> at himself. It is. <laughs> Normally, I would be super offended by that this morning. Not oh. so much. Listen, Dean is a very smart man, so that was 100% a joke. I want, I want Meebletown to know that. He is, he is very intelligent. Yet this morning... We have been sitting at this table for how long, Dean? 40-something minutes? Three hours, it seems like. Almost an hour. And Dean is like, why is the software not working? We're trying to... The microphones aren't working. He can't figure it out. Finally, after 40 minutes, he says, okay, John, can you come over here? And I walk over to his computer, and I look over and look at his interface and I recognize immediately, I drop to my knees, cackling. <laughs> I say, you're going to pull your hair out. Because he's getting super frustrated at this point. Yes. He's, he's frustrated. He's like, this is ridiculous. He, he's, he said a hundred times, I don't know what changed. I mean, we just did this a, week, a couple weeks ago or whatever. What has changed? And I said, Dean, you didn't plug it into your computer. <laughs> it's the equivalent of like trying to read a book and the light's just not turning it on. It's just not turning on. And then and the, the cherry on top is he plugs it into his computer, the USB side. He says, it's still not working. I'm like, you have to plug the other end into the interface. Because <laughs> right now you just have a USB cord plugged into your computer, plugged into nothing. <laughs> On a uh, side note, I would like to point out that I'm actually looking for a new co-host, <laughs> one that doesn't mock me publicly. Oh, that I deserve it. Morning. I deserve every bit of it. That was nonsense, I mean, just utter nonsense. Almost an hour of sitting here in the entire time is just not plugged into this computer. Whew. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm You're done. Uh, th that's it. That's it for episode number 43. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. All right. So, with that being said, I am Johnny Outlaw because we're doing a little Nevada City today. You know what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. I've been hype on this game, but does it live up to the hype? Oh, Stay tuned. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Ooh, did you hear that bird? That was a loud bird. I thought you were playing like a sound effect on your computer. I over was there. not. So, let's get to the 80s poll. For all of you who just want us to jump right to board games. Too Jim. bad. In your face. <laughs> <laughs> There's this little thing where you can skip past it. But who wants to skip past an 80s movie tournament? Because, y'all... You we... need to know that there are things that... Some things that are more important than board games. Wow. And 80s, 80s movies. movies? Really? I don't know. I don't know about that. If you asked me in the 80s, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because 80s board games weren't near as good. If we did 80s board games versus 80s movies, there's no competition. Mm -hmm. That's right. But nowadays, board games for me all day long. Human interaction, Dean. I don't want to stare at a screen. I don't care what you say. All right. So there was 32 teams. Games. Nope. Not teams. 32 get. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. Say You're games stupid again. is wearing off on me. <laughs> <laughs> There's 32 oh. movies, and we are finished with the 32. 
All right. Now we're moving on to the next round, next podcast. So this is going to go on for. So like what we're doing today years. is still in the top thirty. This is the last eight in the top Ooh. thirty. In the top thirty-two, you there missed were, some key movies. I, I did. There was too many good ones, though. Mm, you should have gone sixty-four. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> there. I mean, no. That this would last <laughs> literally forever. Okay. So here we go. This is the last two were relatively close compared to some of the blowouts that we've had. All right. Breakfast Club versus The Lost Boys versus National Lampoon's Vacation versus Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, I remember this one. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Breakfast Club was the winner on this one. That's correct. Okay, Fa- and it won decently. It won at forty-five point five. Second place was thirty-one point eight, which isn't like ridiculous behind it. What was the fourth option on this one again? Breakfast Club, Lost Boys, National Lampoon's Vacation, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I'm gonna ooh, ooh. I'm gonna say this is a really tough one. I'm gonna say Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You're right. Really? Okay. Yeah. That that's my number two. That's why I would have picked it probably. Yeah. And then, uh, and uh, maybe people really like Lost Boys, but they like the National Lampoons. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go National Lampoons. Yep, you're right. You okay. nailed it 100%. Yeah, okay. I thought Lost Boys would get a little bit more love. My here. my wife really likes Lost Boys. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. Like, I, I all the cool kids did back in high school. It's it the vampire was one. talking about right? it. Yeah. Okay. Everyone was, yeah. And I, I just, I just, I probably, this is what probably happened, Dean. This happens to me a lot. I probably started watching it and fell asleep. My friends used to get upset at me because we would start a movie at like 7 o'clock at night, and by 7.30, I was out. Oh, my goodness. It happens. You were a crazy I, kid. I was an old man. <laughs> yep. All right. So, there you go. So, what's, Breakfast what's Club your, what's was pick? my pick. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit's a great movie. It's, and National Lampoon's is good, too, but I, I definitely went... Breakfast Club is just an iconic classic way up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. Way up there for I me. I could see this one going pretty far, maybe. Yeah, it should. It's amazing. All right. The next set is... Even closer. This was one of our closest matches yet. Okay. E.T., The Untouchables, Dead Poets Society, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. And I put Bill and Ted simply in honor of the new Bill and Ted movie that's coming out. Well, and it was a good movie. Yeah. I, lo- I enjoyed it. It was, it was a, it's, it's, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a great movie. Okay. But I also wanted to add it because of that. Okay. Because I wanted to really quickly ask you a couple questions about will you go watch the new one. That's what I'm teeing up right I now. I think I will. I think I will go watch the new one. I absolutely will watch the new one. All right. In the theater, no doubt. That's how much I like it. We're going to go... How about this? How about we go... This is not my pick, but I think that... Wait, what's the first one again? E.T., <laughs> e- e- The Untouchables, e- Dead Poet Society, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I'll say E.T. is the winner on this one. No. Okay. You're gonna be shocked about the winner. I just, I just might. Well, okay, then right I'm then. gonna pick my winner then. Okay. okay, my my pick is Dead Poet Society. No. <laughs> so you Bill nailed and Ted's. The, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Okay. I have, I am uh, stunned that our audience and I'm, I love this movie. Picked Bill and Ted's over Dead Poet Society and ET and The Untouchables is phenomenal. I don't think I've seen The Untouchables. Oh, you got to watch The Untouchables. I don't have to. <laughs> I, I'm going to take know what your that's eyeballs about. open. Is that what that's about? Gangsters, man. Back in the day. Oh, it's a gangster movie? Yeah. Gangster? Gangsta. It, it, gangster just does not sound I, good. That doesn't... I mean, the, the title rings a bell, but I'm, I don't think I've seen that. 
Uh, oh, wow. Okay, so you're saying Bill and Ted's is better than all those. Okay, Meeple Town. What, what was your you choice? You all are nonsense. Dead Poets Society was your choice? It is. Yeah. I, this was really hard for me. I, I picked E.T., but I love Dead Poets Society, and I love Bill and Ted's, and I love The Untouchables. This one may be, for me personally, these aren't my favorite 80s movies. They're they're high. They're, they're really good. But was maybe my personally hardest one to pick which one I wanted which one I like the best? That All is a four one. of these I could I could make an argument for, except Bill. And except Ted's. for Bill and Ted's. <laughs> and so I I love Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's great, but I I can't I really can't make an argument to me for that to be. You think that I think something's afoot at the Circle K. Do you think everyone's think. getting hype about the new movie, and so they're going back and watching it, or they're they might really just excited love it. about it? They might. I love nonsense movies. Oh, I so do too. I do too. All right, let me let me let me say what the rest of them are then. So Bill yep. and Ted's, E.T. Uh, sorry. I, um, um, no. Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Really? Okay. Then E.T. Yeah. That's, that is crazy. So it's 32.1% for Bill and Ted's, 286 for Dead Poet Society. So we're only, it was tied for a while. There was actually several ties between Dead Poet Society, Bill and Ted's, E.T. over the course of this. Okay. E.T. got 25%. Mm-hmm. So we're saying 25 to 32, 1 to 3. That is the closest that we've had, I think. Yeah. And then 14 for The Untouchables. So... Usually we have someone who just lays an egg. That's not an egg compared to 32, 25. So that was I. My guess sure the best. is in Closest. round two, Bill and Ted's whatever it's against is going to get destroyed. I, I feel like. You think Bill and Ted will get killed? Yeah. I mean, out of all the other picks that we've had, I cannot imagine that that would be a, a better one than any of the picks that we've had. Maybe. Maybe I'm know. wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. So it is coming this summer. Bill and Ted face the music. Okay. We got paid to say that because we're so popular. Is that is that right? Did they listen to our show? Keanu Reeves is he a big fan? Yeah, me and me and Keanu t- chat quite a bit. Do you in the Matrix? <laughs> when I go home and plug myself in, The Matrix is a better movie than Bill and Ted's. That's a '90s movie though. Yep, that's and coming next. Maybe false on that. I don't know <laughs> if I agree with that. Anyway, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Should we talk board games? Yep. What have you been playing? Lately. Um, okay, so you have the show notes. This is why you like board games, by the way, so much, Dean. Because you don't have to plug them in. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Dean has left the room. You were going to talk about a couple apps real quick. Okay, yeah, let me talk about a, a couple of apps real quick. <laughs> I waited until you drank your coffee oh before God. I said that. Okay, I spit it out. All right, so I have played recently the uh i'll start with imperial settlers roll roll and write i'm jumping the gun <laughs> you're on jumping here. to another game uh, imperial yes, settlers it. roll and write the app now i've not played the physical version of this game i played the app version now ugh, probably 20 25 times a bunch i've played it a, a lot yeah and in this game you are rolling dice and they are resources and work you have one worker die to tell you how many basically how many actions you can take that turn and then resources tell you what resources you have to work with then you're unlocking these buildings and when you unlock the buildings you get a bonus and then there those buildings are polyomino pieces that as you are opening up all these other pieces on the board you can build those buildings to get even bigger bonuses. So, for example, let's say I roll, um, let's say I have a building opens that says if I roll two of the same resources with my resource die, I get an additional worker when that happens. Um, so then every time I do the roll phase, if I get two resources that are the same, I get That's an additional worker. That's what the building worker. gives you? That's what the building gives you. Now, if I, if I take the polyomino building and then put it in the bottom whenever I've cleared out an area for that, 
Um, unless you're looking at it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But but now, if that building is down there, then every time I roll two of the same resources, then I get two workers. So gotcha. there's it's it's straight up engine building, and it gives me the feels, John. I, you've not played this. Nope. I I think you, it might take you a few times because I didn't care for this game the first probably two maybe three times that I played. But once it clicked on how this game works, I was like, this is really addicting, and I think it gives me the feels of that's pretty clever where you want to beat your score. But the cool thing about this game is that, one, it's better than that game. Also... Wow. <laughs> that's that's really bold statement. Yeah, but I don't love that's pretty clever, so that's not a, a shocker. I, it, was it... So you played this on... We were talking about the app version. Yes. So the third time you played it, did you turn your phone on? And that's why it got so much better. <laughs> <laughs> My phone was it, was... it just was blank. I didn't know what was going on. It's, like, it's kind of soothing, but... Are we, are we done with these jokes darkness. for the episode? <laughs> I make no guarantees. Okay. Is that, is that Bat- Lego Batman? Is yeah, that what that was? Okay. That's exactly right. Um, okay, here's the, the cool thing I like about this. So you... Once you play the game, they give you these crowns for like how well you did. You use those crowns to open up new sheets, which I'm guessing is how that works in the physical copy of the game, that a sheet represents a different game. Okay. So now I have access to all these different buildings, and it's basically a whole new game with the same mechanisms. Okay. And there's, I don't remember how many are on that sheet, maybe, or in the game, maybe like nine different setups. So like different buildings in all of those setups, and it's... It's cool, John. Like, it's not... I don't know if I, it makes me want to buy the physical copy, because I don't know if I need it. I was just it. looking up. It's rated 6.6. That's not very high rating. No, it's not. You but, think it's just better on the app, probably? Yeah. I don't know if I would give the, like, the physical copy a really high score. Maybe. Yeah. I, again, I haven't played it. I don't know. But I like some of these roll and writes in the digital format that you can just knock out. I agree with that. Uh, I like like that's pretty clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play that's pretty clever near as much if it wasn't. I was just thinking as you were talking... Are Roland Wright's really uh, not made for, but are they great for apps? I think they probably are. A lot of them are. Yeah, I. Th- yes, especially for be- sure. Especially because I, you know, at, we did our app. I was just thinking back to our app top ten list and stuff. Honestly, Dean, out of that list, even though I like a lot, some of the other games, I downloaded a game that you are going to talk about here in a second, really quickly, Viticulture, and mm-hmm. I started playing it, and I haven't finished. Because I really, most of the time, just want to play a game in five minutes if I'm playing an app version of it. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. I'm not, and it can be an awesome app, but usually I'm finding myself playing. That's why, like, Seven Wonders, I'm blowing that game up. Yep. Like, I, I love that game. I mean, I love Seven Wonders, and it's seven minutes or five minutes, you know, on the app, and it's great. Another reason why you would like Imperial Settlers Rule, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I makes me think I might like you it. You can too. play it really fast. Uh, I mentioned, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, but I did a video for this. Um, but Roll for the Galaxy is another one of those that you can knock out in about five minutes, and it gives you the same the same feels. But anyway, Imperial Settlers rolling right. I definitely think this one's worth checking out. Is the roll for actions thing annoying? Is that just super lucky? Okay. Yes. Yeah, that would be. That's the one thing I'm ner- ner- nervous about. But if you have a board like the the thing that I just mentioned, where you get additional workers. It's not because like that's build part, an engine. that's part of the engine building is you want to build up to get more workers if you can. Okay. Um, so yes, yes, it kind of is, especially at the beginning. But I don't think overall like it can make the difference of you 
basically you're playing against you're beating you're, com- you're trying to beat that's your the old, big old complaint scores, I think right? I've heard a lot of times yeah I've heard some complaints I, I don't know a, t- a ton about this game but I have heard people say it's a, a luck fest because of that but you would disagree that it's a total luck fest. I mean that's part of the engine building like yeah. it is lucky but you have to you have to mitigate it through the engine building part okay I think the part that that might be that might bother me more is the you also have these three boosts that you get um each round, you okay. can choose between one of those. So it might be like you get a wild resource, which is a coin, or you might get an extra worker. You pick between three, one of three of those. Sometimes the the choice is really obvious, but mm-hmm. also like some games, because it's random which ones come out, um, your scores can really fluctuate based on that. And okay. and so that can be frustrating. But anyway, I, I really enjoy this one a lot. So what about Viticulture, since we were talking about some apps? What did you think? I Like I said, I played... I'll just say real quick. I played through maybe half a game. Um, I like how everything is on two screens. You're going, you know, your springtime, whatever, um, fall, fall and winter and spring and summer. Um, how you're just going back between two different ones of those. I thought it was a pretty good implementation of it. For some reason, I wasn't just super hyped. Like, like I think it was because of the length of the game. I just didn't really want to finish it. Yeah, it is a lengthy one. That yeah. And that's, that is one of the issues for me. Not with the game in and of itself, because it's just—I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, the biggest, the biggest, like frustrating piece to that game for me is after every action, you have to click on the the end my turn. Sure. And so multiple, like I did a video playthrough of this one too, and even in the video, like I would forget sometimes to click on that button, and I'm just sitting like, why are they not taking their turn? It can be. Like, good why is my computer so. not working right now? That, yeah. <laughs> it was the same feeling that I got. <laughs> the positive is it helps you to lock. To think in case you screw something up yeah you can double check and because and I, I it was actually positive for me in a time or two i was like oh i didn't mean to do that and yeah. i went back and now the good thing is that this is the essentials edition and you know i saw some people um some people made some comments on on our video saying i, I wish that this was the tuscany expansion included sure. i may have dreamed this but it seems like i read somewhere that they said that that's coming at some point but you have to release something, right? You can't just like yeah. wait and release it all at one time because you're not making any money that way. Um, so I think if I remember reading that right, that the Tuscany expansion is coming. But as it is, I think it's good that it's the Essentials Edition and not the Original Edition because you get the Mamas and Papas and you get the, yeah, that's true. you know, where you can sell the fields and stuff. So Yeah, I liked my half of the game. Yeah. But I didn't, I wasn't, obviously wasn't super stoked about it because I didn't even finish it. So anyway, yeah, it's I and, and I love that game. So I've only played this one a few times because I've not had it as long, and it is a longer. It's a well designed app. It is the computer does like they'll make the same moves. The AI does the same moves at the beginning every game, um, every game, which is a pretty optimal move. Like they're just building up to get more workers. Yeah. So they were actually beating me pretty handily, and then all, all of a sudden the last round, like they just started making really bonehead decisions. Like they they make so no the sense at all. Great. Um, I, I can't really like speak for all of the different like difficulty levels, but the easy one with that that again, I've only played it a couple times, but it seems like they kind of just clunk out at the end for yeah. no reason. Well, there you just go. to let you win, made me feel good. Just to let you win. All right, is that a want... song? No, I just wrote it. Okay, That's it good. is a song because I just wrote it. Trademark. Just to let you win. Just to let you win by Johnny Meepletown. It's that's the story of Dean and I. I just let him win sometimes so he doesn't get upset. You just laugh at me when I leave things unplugged. All right, what you talking about? You should talk about the one that I already spoiled almost. Oh, uh Roll and Right. Roar and Right. Roar and Right. Roar and Right. 
I mean, that was yours, actually. Was I it? I think. Am yeah. I bringing up all these? Oh, it's fine. We'll talk about them together because we both played them. All right. But you go ahead. Go ahead. You're the one Roar who... Roar and Ripe is not available yet. This is kickstarting sometime at the end of the month. Um, I believe that is the case. This is by... Weird Giraffe Games. Oh, sorry, man. I thought you were... Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're saying things. I, I just wanted to get that in. I didn't think that you... I thought you were going to move on to something else. Do you don't want me to talk about it? Go. Okay. Um, you said Weird Giraffe Games. I actually think this one... It says Publisher Galactic Raptor Games. Really? Yeah, I think this might be Carla's own separate. My bad. Publishing. I I completely made made that up. By the way, I don't know if this is Carla's thing or not. But Carla is the designer of Roar and Write. But she has um, uh, sent us other copies of games too that we've played. Uh, what was the weird giraffe game that that we played? Um, um, Tumbletown. Tumbletown. That's right. Tumbletown, which kickstarted a while back. Um, okay, so Roar and Wright is one that she actually designed, and the design of this one is simple. You'll see a video from us uh, for the Kickstarter on this one. Um, the The design is pretty simple. You're going to roll six dice. It's this communal... Yeah, I don't think it is Weird Draft Games. Sorry, right. I, didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I do want to clarify that because it's not on their website at all. So yeah. You caught up now? Yep, go ahead. Okay, all right. So you roll these six dice communally. You can play as many players as you want as long as everyone has their roll and write sheet. Uh, you roll these six dice, and then you're going to place those numbers onto your sheet. And basically what you're trying to do is get different sets of numbers to match up with the cards, uh, the card objectives, and those change from game to game. And you're going to get points on those. You're also going to get points from doing, doing different sets in your kingdom part of the board, which is at the top. Mm -hmm. So like they, they might be straights of like, you know, high to low or low to high or whatever, like pairs of two, two pairs of two or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to play through five rounds of rolling those dice three times and writing down numbers. And that's it. Then then you're going to add up your scores. It's a really simple game. John, I've, this this is, I don't know if it's my favorite roll and write, but it's way up wow. there. Wow. It's way, way up okay, there. Okay, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, I... Maybe not. It's probably that not my favorite. It's probably not my favorite, but it is. It is really good. I've enjoyed this one a lot. I didn't get those feels, but I thought it was really solid. Yeah, I, it was better than I expected. And again, it is very simple, which that's kind of cool because I was thinking that this could be something I could play with my kids or or whatnot. And, and Dean and I had a great time playing, and we had a fun time playing it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't, and I'm not just saying it's only a family game. It's not. But um, if you, I'm not a big Rolling Right fan. A, I thought it was better than a, a lot of them that I've played. Yeah. Um, though I'm not like, woohoo, you know, I don't care to get it or anything really, unless I were to get it for my family. But if you like rolling rights, especially if you're cool with like some simpler ones, that's, uh, it's totally, totally worth checking out. I like, I like rolling rights where you can play with a lot of people. And this is, one that's what, that's one of those. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons why I really like this. Um, I don't like to, because that's a great game to say, Hey, we've got 15 people over. Let's play this game as long as everyone can see the dice numbers, you yep. know? And I, I like that a lot. It also, it's like a next step from Quix or Yahtzee or something like that, sure. which are two games that I really enjoy a lot. Yeah. Um, this is that next step to really introduce your family that that enjoys those type of games. I think this is a great next step game. I've, I've enjoyed sure. this one quite a bit. So look forward to a... Uh, actually, all three of the ones I've talked about, those two apps, I've got videos coming up for those here in the next... Probably within the next few days... And you then, already have the Viticulture app out. Uh, yep, I so do, don't I? That That's yeah. right. And then uh, Roll and Write, that'll be up here in the next couple days. And then Roar and Write will be out for the Kickstarter. We do a full playthrough of that. You mean Imperial Settlers, Roll and Write? Imperial Settlers. That's a distinction I made. Y Roll and Write and Roar. Roar! 
Roar! You just said Roland Wright. Anyway, so who knows what you were talking about? Imperial Settlers. Sure. Yeah, that. Okay. Yep. Yeah. But Roland Wright will have video out for the Kickstarter. You got to say that like more Roar because it sounds. You say it really fast. It almost sounds like you're saying Roland Wright. <sighs> Roar! Are you a little sweaty? Looks like you got a little sweat in your mustache there. No. No. Maybe my. In my drink. Your drink. It's probably yeah. your drink. Okay. Right. So I'm going to talk about a game that I've been wanting to play for a really long time. In fact, we did our top 2018 games with Niels. Um, and when he, this was pretty high on his list. And I said to myself and Dean, and I believe Niels at that time, this is the number one game from 2018 that I haven't played that I really want to play. And that's Coimbra. I've been wanting to play Coimbra for quite some time, and I've never got a chance to play it. <clears throat> now, in this game, you're going to be drafting dice, and you have these um, citizens. They can be council member members. <laughs> Goodness gracious. You can, you can call me Johnny Talks or Can't Talk today. Council members, merchants, clerics, or scholars. And basically, you're going to be, based on what dice you're drafting, you're going to be taking those cards, maybe some um, other cards. I can't remember what they're called at the top of the um, of your of the board or whatever, but they're going to give you maybe an engine building bonus, but they're also going to mo a lot move you up tracks. So this is why I think Dean, Dean will talk about, he's only played this once and didn't love it, but like, this is a super move up a track game. You can also move around on a board, travel around and do things. And it's honestly really not, it's mechanically simple, but there are some really tough decisions that you're making. And, and I, and this is why. So you're going to have four cards next to one of the, the upper city, four cards next to the middle city, four cards next to the lower city. When you draft one of the die, you have to place them from lowest to highest value. So, <clears throat> I mean, excuse me, from highest to lowest. It's lowest to highest on the top part thing, but I'm not going to go there right now. I'm just talking about the cards that we're drafting. From highest to lowest. But you have to pay the cost of the value of the die. So... If you're like, I really, really, really want this card, you may have to take a five or a six to get that, but then you're going to have to pay more for that, right? Which is, I think that's really, really interesting. And on top of that, you can, there's a little modifier up top, and I wish I could remember what those are called. They're these cardboard pieces up top that give you bonuses. One that can give you like plus three to any of your die that you've placed up there. So someone could go snake that and then decide to, you know, jump you and now you don't get the card that you want. There's a lot of like, oh, in that game, even though it's like really mechanically pretty straightforward and simple. And it is, it's super intuitive, I thought. Yes, I did have to go look at some of the cards and the symbology, but I thought it was great, honestly. I just felt like this game is smooth. I love games like that, man, where it just feels smooth. It feels like they, it's super well designed. And I really enjoyed this game. I did not. And it was. I think you will. It was unfortunate because uh, I played this in 2018, so it's been a while. The, actually, right before we started the podcast, I think probably like a week or two before we started the podcast, um, I got a play of it. We played a four-player game that took entirely too long. I remember that. And that's crazy because I played a two-player game and it felt brisk. Yeah, it felt brisk. Like, I was, I did. I was just. I was set back and I went, "Wow, that was like didn't feel overstayed. It didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome." I had super high expectations for this game. It was like the one I was looking forward to playing You're gonna most like this out of that year. I think I will. I think I it was I know that it was a bad experience. Like that was a part of it. Uh, you know, sometimes you just play a game and it just was not a good experience and then you play play again later with different people or whatever. This is this is great fire for the segment idea that I came out with Dean that says basically try it again where we make each other 
Play yeah, this games is this again. would be a great one because I feel really confident that I would enjoy this game because I had it's dice drafting. Like I, I love I love that. And you're going up tracks, right? But here's the thing: on those decisions uh, for drafting your dice, if you're playing with the wrong people, it could take forever. Yep. So I could I could totally see me getting not having a good experience with this game because some people were like agonizing over what they wanted to choose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, this is, this is one of the ones that would be top of the list of, I really need to try this again. It's, it's very good. It's very, very good. They're uh, favor tiles. That's what I couldn't think of. <sighs> okay. Sorry. The tiles. It's beautiful. This game is so beautiful. It's beautiful. I mean, I can't wait for Alma Mater to come out, which is coming out in August, I think. So hopefully we'll grab a copy of that and, but it was. This is a really good game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna do this one soon. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk about another game real quick, and this will be the final one, right? Yep. And then we'll get into the Nevada City uh, review. So here's one that um, Dr. Steve Finn sent us, Dr. Finn Games, mm-hmm. and it is a game from 2018. This version of it, Cosmic Run, Rege- Regeneration. A cosmic run, we're running oh, through the cosmos, and we're regenerating everything, everything. It just turned into a slight country song at the end. Do you remember um, uh, Tommy, what's what's Tom, What's his name? From Tom Haverford. Tom Haverford, when he's singing to Anne, like, to get her back. Yeah. And that's what you sound like. Boom, roasted. Take that as a compliment, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tom Haverford. Hey, girl. Uh, so, yeah, run? Steve Finn of... We're going to go on a cosmic run together. Biblios and uh, Herbaceous. And Little Flower Shop, which he sent us as well, and I haven't got a chance to play that, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I've not played that. I did play Cosmic Run, though. What do you think? Wow, love this game. That's a lot. This is a really fun game. We did a we did a video that's going to be coming out and giving our final like full on review of this one and a full playthrough. Of It'll this be one. out by the time you listen to this. Yeah, I you know I've had this one on the radar. Cosmic Run. I'll be honest, I didn't even know Cosmic Run regeneration was a thing. Um, I had heard of Cosmic Run. I remember seeing this on some list like on Dice Tower list in the past, and I don't remember when did the original one come out of this. Yikes! I don't know. I, I can I, I can pull it up. I so it's uh, 2015 is when the original one came out, okay. and um, I don't really know the differences between these games. But Cosmic Run Regeneration is a really fun game of push your luck, and me getting beat by John a lot. That's what this game is about. <laughs> it's because Dean just loves to push his luck too much. That's uh, why I I, that is, I, that I do generally win push your luck with him because he does. He's just like, yeah, okay, I've got. Two of a kind. I need five of a kind. Let's just roll the dice and see if I roll up three threes right now. That's how I do, John. It's, <laughs> I mean, you can live a safe life if you want. Not that's not for me. Oh, yeah. That life is not for me. I, I you know what? I thought. Now we played with the uh, the Allies mini expansion. It really changed this game. Yeah. For a very positive, in my, my opinion, extremely positively. So if you've played Cosmic Run, the um. If you if you can get a hold of that little mini expansion that they have that the allies want, it changes the way that you use your yellow die, which is really really great. Adds to it. It does. Um, for me, I, I agree with you. I think it's a really good mini expansion, but I didn't feel like I had to have it to really enjoy this game. I, do. I think I think if I don't play it with play with that, my problem with it is in a two player game, some of those cards seem like they're they're pretty they're swingy, really strong. Yeah. Um, but you can try to roll for those. Yeah, you can try to steal them back, and and you can make sure that you move up on 
the, you know, there's there's one card in particular where if you are in the lead on any tracks, you're going to get a, how many points is it per track? Two points per track, I think. What? The the ally where if you're leading on a, oh, 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 every track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Sorry. So in a two-player game, you're, you know, if you think about it, more than likely you're going to be close to half of all the tracks. So that's an additional six points every round of that one person keeps that card. But you can steal it back. Well, you have to roll the right dice. You do have yeah. to. But yeah, you can steal it back if you're lucky. That's right. But um, I do think that's a little swingy in a two-player game. It's it's a little powerful. I'm not, I don't think it's overpowerful because again, you can steal it back. Yeah. But, um, but I think those cards are probably better at higher player counts. But COVID, am I right? I mean, we're not playing with group, big That's groups true. of people right now. That's so. exactly right. Yeah, I thought that it was quite, it was a good game. Yeah. I didn't like it quite as much as Dean did, but I did enjoy it. Like, if you're looking for a dice chucker, now you can mitigate that through alien cards that you mm-hmm. can draft. You can mitigate it through crystals. So that's why I like it. Like, you don't feel, and you're also rolling, all you have to do is assign one die to a planet or to an alien card or to your um, player thing that gives you crystals. So you only, and so you have six and you roll six dice and you only have to sign one. So there's a lot of mitigation there. You know, you don't have to, it's not just like I chuck six dice uh, and I get, only have to pick them, you know, or I can do it twice or I can do it three times. You could do it up to six times, theoretically. Pick one, roll again, pick one, roll again, pick one. So I, I, I really, I thought this was fun, man. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. He did a great job with this game. I totally agree with that. I think if this one kind of kind of went through the radar, went went beyond the radar for you, then you need to check this one out. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he's doing a great job. And I've just played this in Biblios, but by playing those two games that are really simple to understand, that almost anyone can play, but going to give the people that want gamers that want some you know heavier decisions potentially give them scratch that itch. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. A lot good. of people put these in like that, um, you know, the those quick filler type yeah. game This categories. is a 30-minute game, by the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And so it is. And that's why, I, yeah, that's just good. I, I might like this better than Biblios. There, it's, it's really close for me. Yeah, I don't think I like it better than Biblios, but it is, hmm. I don't know if I do or not. Yeah. No, I mean, they're totally different, but I guess, but if you're comparing his games and which one's your favorite, Biblios is still probably my favorite. I would it imagine, may be, but, but my, my point of that statement was... Just to say how close they were. Yeah. Is that yeah. They're, they're really close. And again, I might edge out Bilios, but this is, I rate them, I think, the same rating um, on that video. So, yeah, just, I'm not going to tell you. You got to watch our video. Check it out. All right, let's do the review. All right, let's review Nevada City. Cowboys and cowgirls, we are out in Nevada City. In I'm Gus Chiggins. No, you hear Gus Chiggins is back again. <laughs> Creepy Gus. <laughs> Cinnamon and gravy. Oh my gosh, I don't know what year it is, but uh, yeah. So in Nevada City, what we're doing is we've got a family, Dean. We have four family characters, and they each have a set of actions on them, ranging from one to three. And what we're going to be doing is sending out our actions... They're not our characters, I guess, but they can do more than one action. Our action tokens to go and to build buildings, to grab a building, and then later on we can construct it, or we could construct it um, pretty much right then and there. You know, if we've got the if we've got the resources, we can construct it quick. You know, we can uh, go and get some contracts where you know it needs 
I don't know, just certain amount of, certain resources to fulfill contracts, to score victory points. We score victory points on the buildings. Cool thing is in this game is when you build a building, you don't have to pay for it anymore to use it. Or you don't have to pay for it to use it, which is kind of cool in this game. Um, additionally, everyone's got to pay you if they want to use your building. So you can kind of build a little bit of an engine in this game. You're also, you know, farming, doing some cattle raising, uh, getting some resources basically to go to the market and sell and make some money. And uh, you've got this board with all these buildings that you're building, kind of like Tumbletown we mentioned earlier, where there's a kind of a main street down the center of the board and everyone's building these buildings around and you're using your own buildings, you're using common buildings, you're using Dean's buildings, other people's buildings. And that's kind of it, man. I mean, there's so much more to it. There's more to it. There's events that come out. You never know what's going to happen with those. Uh, but a turn, you're just going to flip over an event card, play your actions, you know, do some cleanup. Oh, yeah. pickle shoes. Oh, my God. What does that mean? You got to watch the skit. <laughs> Sorry, I'm oh. derailing a little bit. But it's uh, Will Ferrell's. You should have seen how happy he was like, as he was <laughs> saying that. He was so. I would have been grinning, too. Grinning. Grinning. I'm from Tennessee. We, that, is a, that's a, that is the right word. Uh, yeah, I think I think that was good. Um, Dude, that's just a quick summation overview. So, yeah. art and components. Art and components. And John mentioned that you know we we've uh, got a video coming out for this, and so we will. Did you mention that? I thought I heard you say that. I don't know if I did or not, but this will be out within two days of this podcast. Okay. Maybe even the day. You can go search. I, I don't know. Depends yeah. on how much time I have. <laughs> Um, one of the, the, the art on the box, I think is great. I, love I, the I really love the box cover of this. It grabs me and it, I think it's, I think it's really cool. Uh, this is John and I will disagree on this piece of it. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think the components are fine. I think, you know, thick cardboard, the, the card stock is, is fine because you don't have to handle the cards all that much. Um, all the components are, are good, except one of the things that you'll mention. Sure. Um, the, the art is just, it's just okay for I me. I love the art. Yeah, you do. We do. We, we totally disagree. I love the art in this game. I think it's fantastic. I don't dislike it. There is art that I dislike and it's not that the cards are fine. I think just the board, there's nothing about it that really like grabs me, I guess. I don't, it just like got this. I love it. That's, I mean, number one, I've been wanting to play this game for a long time, a long time since they basically announced it. I remember looking at the box going, Whoa, cool. Uh, Rio Grande is making some good-looking boxes, <laughs> and uh, and then I, I, art-wise, it's great. Now, component-wise, for the most part, they're good. Um, yes, a couple quibbles that I'll, I'll mention real quick is, and this is uh, Rio Grande wanted whoever manufactured the action cubes and the uh, placement cubes that mark what buildings are yours and, and different things like that. Um, they wanted a light blue, and it came out dark blue. And so dark blue looks in lighting that's not great. Dark blue looks really similar to the black. Um, it does. Like I, I, I actually when I was sorting them out, I actually put a black one with the blue. Honestly, um, and bad it, it lighting was, is yeah. is a big problem if you're if you're playing with not with great four lighting. players. Now here's the here's the thing: um, if you're not playing four players, then that's not an issue. I mean, that's true. You can just pick the other three colors. You're all good to go. But if you're playing with four players, it could definitely be an issue. Um, Ken from Rio Grande suggested like putting a, a dot or something, a white dot maybe, because these are pretty dark. Some a really light colored, you know, pin mark or something like that on the top of them. Yeah, I just it just stinks that you have to get a game and do that. Yeah, you know, I don't, yeah, it does, it does. You know. um, but it, it is what it is, and I, I'm I'm with you. Like in a in a four player game, that is that affects you. But in a three or less. 
as long as you don't have to have one player being black and one being blue, yeah. then it's not an issue. You also have like, um, you know, I, I like the markers that mark if you're over 50 points or not, because this track only goes 50 points and we easily cross that every single time. I really like a marker that shows that. Now you can just place one of your, um, gosh, I don't even know what those are called. Markers that show that it's your property or whatever. Oh, you mm-hmm. can place one of those down there. It's you know, it's not a huge deal, but um, I don't know. I would like to have seen that. And then also when the events come out, um, I would like some kind of marker to know which event you're actually on because there's actually there's empty slots, and so you can get a little bit confused whether you flipped over the event or not. You can absolutely look back at your characters and say, okay, three of them have used all their actions, so we're on to event four or whatever, no problem. But something to just not have to do that would have been nice. And there's a few other little things. And again, overall, it's good. Um, But I just want to say, and there's a few other little things, like I I wish there were some more reminders on the board. Some things like Dean and I talked about, I'm not going to go into details about that, but just a few more reminders about some of the rules. Um, It would have been kind of nice. But art's fantastic. Um, Everything else is, is, is fine. Yes. Now and then, and there's some cool standees as well. <laughs> They're one of one of your 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 play, your team marker to show who you are is giant in this game. I'm fine with it. It yeah, I, I think it's unnecessary, but um, in a two player game, it's for sure unnecessary. In a four player game, you know, lots of games include a color marker to yeah. show you like this is what the other players are, and in this case, it's a giant marker, and so you're not going to miss what the other players are. I think it looks cool. I just don't have a problem with that in games, like. I, I don't have yeah, a problem knowing what other players' colors are, but it, a, a lot of games include it. So apparently I am I might be in the minority on this one. I don't know. Yep. But not a bad thing, just that maybe a little over overkill on that. So here's the real question. Actually, not the real, but what do you think about the gameplay? Uh, there are some things that I love about the gameplay in this game. One of those being the character cards that have those uh, the little cylinder things on there where, where you use to give uh, to take actions. I love that on your turn you you're gonna choose which character and sometimes they might have three actions. sometimes you might have one. Yeah. like most of the time it's two and three, but sometimes you'll have one. And um, can I say something why you say that real quick because this sure. is another thing that I really like. Generally speaking, so every character, this is something I love about it and Dean does too has skills. Mm-hmm. So generally speaking, the characters that have more skills, which we'll get to that, right. which makes them more powerful, have less actions, generally speaking, and then the ones that have more actions may not be as skilled. Yeah, they're they're balancing it out that way. Which is super neat. It, it is, and, and it makes for really interesting decisions because choosing which character you're going to activate and use their actions that turn becomes very interesting. If you have one sure that does. is going to... Uh, allow you to um, to produce resources on your board, you might want to do that because it's a better action to take with that character, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you think, okay, I've got this one character who's got three actions. I'm going to take a lesser production action with them because I want to make sure that I can immediately sell that before another player does and then go buy a, a building or something like that. Like I, I love those decisions in this game. That's I would say that's probably my favorite part in this game, and I want to see more of that in, in other games. But that's that's uh, it's just really unique. I don't. It I can't is. think of another game that that has that. I don't know. I think there are some. I can't. Th- I don't know. Nothing. Anyway, nothing comes to mind. But it does. But. It does make those decisions difficult because I would, you know, get to go first maybe around or even second, and I have a character that has a really powerful skills, 
but I want to use one that gives more actions so maybe I can go take those spots before Dean takes the spots. You know, I got to get three actions out there because if he takes that and that and that, it's going to cost something or make it more, I get less money at the market, you know, for my cattle or, or crops or whatever that may be. Yeah. So yeah, I like that part about it. And I do really like the skills thing because when you're building buildings or fulfilling contracts, if there's a skill symbol, so there might be a masonry symbol symbol on one of your cards. And that if it requires a masonry or maybe requires three, one of them is simply covered by your skill, which is cool. So it really matters who you send out. It's not just like, Okay, I'll just send Ma out and I'll send Pa to do this. No, you have to really kind of plan ahead and think through, okay, maybe I'll use Pa to get these this resource, that resource, that resource, and then mom's gonna Ma is gonna build the building because she has one of the skills that it needs to be. And so it's not like tons and tons of thinking through it, but it, oh it can be though. But it for can sure, be because if you're thinking through like three turns ahead, um, you know, you think I want to use this character to activate this because it, they're better at that. But I also, I want to use Ma because she has, you know, a built-in wood and brick or something yeah. and I want to build. So I, I think that can be, they can be really difficult decisions I was going to say sometimes. that it, at first it's not as bad, but when potentially you have six or seven characters, yes. yeah. it does. Yeah. When you've got four, it's not so bad usually, but you can. Because one of the things that's also interesting is at the end of each round year, you can marry off your son or your daughter, which is cool. So you can hire workers who are released at the end of the year and you don't get to use them again unless you marry them off. So you have two chances in the game to marry and let them become part of your family. Mm-hmm. It actually is kind of thematic and fun. Like Dean, we were sitting there playing and we're like, oh yeah, I really want you know Ursula to become part of my family or I really want Irene to become part of my family. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just... It's it's really it's it's pretty neat. Uh, I really like that aspect of the game. Yeah, because you have to give things up to do it, and you want to hurry up and get them quick. Usually, yes, I would say probably. Yeah, and sometimes you know you can at the beginning of the game potentially if a you know if a card comes out that allows you to get a worker. Yeah, and then you can pay for a worker. You a like you can get two married in that first round, and then which adds to the time of the game, which we'll get to in a little while, because you have so many actions that you're playing throughout exactly your right. turn. That's exactly right. So that's a cool thing. Yeah, another thing I like about this is John mentioned this in the in the talk through of how the game plays, but when you have your own building and someone else is playing on that, you're getting benefits from that. Yeah. Whether it's they're giving you money or if it's you taking that action that you don't have to pay for. I think that's really interesting because what that does is creates this this engine building. So you're building engines through the buildings that you're building yep. as well as through the workers uh, or your family members or your, your hired ranch hands or whatever that you have to take those actions. There's like multiple mini engines that you're building in this game, which I think is... I think it's pretty interesting and and pretty important, right? So if you pick the wrong buildings and it's not like a good engine, yeah. somebody can can do quite a bit better than you, I would say. Yeah, than, you got to pick the right buildings and you and that use the buildings to your advantage, right? You know, and I think that's it's that's fun. Like it it feels great when you build a building that gets you lumber, and now you can just if you place your marker there first, you can get you know three or four lumber, four lumber, I think, for nothing. You yeah, gotta pay for it. Uh huh. And then if another, you know, but if you do that, you're taking a spot where somebody else could take, 
and then give you that money. So that becomes a little interesting too. Um, you know, it's not like super heavy But they might not take it either. So you have to, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that, that part is a really great part. I think that the way the buildings work in this game and the way the skills work with the characters are probably my two favorite things Yeah, about the game for sure. I, I agree with that. I also enjoy the market. It's not like my favorite, but I, you know, we've, we've played several games lately that have that market idea that, that fluctuates as the game goes on. Um, sometimes the event can change the market. So, you you know, you might be producing three cattle and then an event card comes out that moves one of those cattle down to the uh, to the the value of it, to the market value, which is going to, you know, make it worth selling more. And that yeah. might change some of your strategy. And I think that's kind of interesting. Now, the market doesn't shift that much. You know, it's not this huge dramatic no, shift. just a little bit. But, it, but, it but, but it's enough to make a big difference, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I, th- I like the market. And then the last thing that I um, like a decent amount in this game is the way the contract cards work. And what's neat about the contract, you can kind of get some like, I like bonus actions or feeling like I did something clever. And so you're going to have contracts and on the contracts, it's going to have, generally speaking, two types of two different victory point numbers that you're going to have. Not always, but sometimes. Uh, maybe not generally, but um, oftentimes though. And so it may say that you get six victory points, but if you have the boarding house, if the boarding house is on the board, whether it's yours or not, you get nine victory points. But the person who owns the boarding house gets two. So if you own the boarding house and you fulfill the contract, that's 11 points. That's not exactly accurate. I'm just making up something. So I really like that. Or you may see someone bought that contract. The boarding house is now available. And so you grab that building because you know oh, Dean's going to fulfill that contract. So I, at least I'm going to snake a couple points away from him. Really, really cool. But on top of that, what I really like is that when you want to get a contract, you can either go to one of the spots to get a contract and then put it under your board. Or if you can fulfill it, you can do it right then in one action. So instead of taking two actions, one to get the contract, two to fulfill the contract at a later time, in one action, you can get it and fulfill it. Brilliant fun because it's super push your luck. Because I'm sitting there going, oh, I really want to make this one action. But if Dean takes that, I'm going to be TO'd. Yeah. And so that's, I think that's really cool. The way the contracts work are really cool as well. So with that, John, I'm going to throw this out there to you. Why don't you jump into the the event cards with yeah. that? Because no. that's one of the things we're for sure going to talk about. Absolutely. So here's, out, those were the positives. Here's the negatives. <laughs> yeah. In a not super positive light. Yeah. So here's the negatives. Um, And, and, and Dean, interestingly enough, Dean is more negative about the event cards than I am. And I love, and you I like love that. Cards. So I'm, yeah. I'm actually really uh-huh. surprised by this. But you have an event card that pops out every round that you flip over. Uh, no, not every not every round. Every turn the first year and then every other-ish the second year, third year, so forth and so on. And so the first four are going to be positive. That The game starts off positive to help you get your engine going. They're going to give you things like Dean said. You may get to a worker for free. You may be able to... Um, build buildings and build farms, which is usually an action that you have to do two different actions to get those in one single action. They get you going. After that, after that, kind of after that, after that, after that, they're generally bad. Um, there are some. There are two more starting um, positive ones in the deck. Some of them are not so bad, but in generally, they're not great. Here's the thing. I think for the most part, they're okay. I'm not super hype. I'm definitely not hype on them. I'm not super against them, but there are a couple that are re- can really sour the game. Yes. I'm teeing you up to go. One of it. them being so John mentioned that 
the contract cards. There is one card that comes out that says discard all the contract cards and you cannot get them anymore this year. This year. <laughs> and, and, and a year is going to be um, using all your characters, which is four to seven, eight. I mean, you know, it could be. Right. Okay, the first game that we played, that came out in the final round as I was, not the final round, the final year, I think probably halfway through the year if I remember right. I had been building up to get some of the contracts. Now, granted, I could have taken those contracts even if I didn't have them fulfilled and put them in my on my player board so that I could complete them at a later time. I didn't do that because mm-hmm. I, I, John, he probably did mention that that card came out, but it didn't really like register to me how crippling that could be. So halfway through that final year that we were playing, that card comes out. We have to discard all those contract cards. Guess what I can do for the rest of the year? All the building slots are also taken. Not a lot. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. building, there's only yeah, we, a certain amount of building slots. I couldn't get any more buildings at that point because I had already taken them. And it was so frustrating. I, I wanted to, I'm going to flip the table. Well, I mean, you can basically, like when you build a farm, a cattle, or a mine, you get two victory points. And basically you're just, and you cannot go to the same building twice with the same, with one character. Right. In that, in the same year. And so you're basically just, one of your characters is getting two victory points. You're doing some stuff that doesn't even matter. Yeah. Go back and get two victory points to do a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah. My wife and I, the first time we played this game, it came out at the very beginning of a year. And we both had six people. <laughs> and so literally totally soured that last year. Yeah. It was just not fun. And it was, it was just this long, Oh my gosh, let's just get this over with. Yeah. Cause we can't do contracts. Now with that being said, knowing it's coming out, it can come out. Then you have three slots on your board, which are for hired workers and or contracts. If you, if it hasn't come out yet and you're getting later in the second year or something, you're probably going to want to grab some contracts and slide them under your board knowing it might not. Which is what I did in later games. So I, yes. I went and I was like, okay, I'm just going to assume that this card is going to come out. So I, I grabbed some contract cards and I was able to fulfill those um, you know, at the end of the game because I had them just kind of sitting and waiting for for them to be fulfilled. So it's not it's not the end of the world, but it but if you don't know that that's coming, it can be really frustrating. But I think like so that is it's not a minor frustration because it was a, a pretty major frustration. Yep. But I think as you know the game better and know these event cards better, then it becomes a little bit less uh, of a, of a sour taste in your mouth. However, Agreed. there are still th- some that are, are frustrating to me. There's one where you where you sit down and you play a poker game. Everyone throws in a coin. Then the, the game itself throws in six coins. So you're playing for eight coins, which is a lot in this game, by the way. Yep. You're playing for eight coins. Guess how you win the game of poker? In a two-player game, John would draw a card, and I would draw a card. Whoever has the highest card is the winner. So you're basically playing a game of war to have this huge shift in money, which, again, because money is really important in this game, that can be a big shift in the game. And there's events like that that are just really frustrating to me. Um, yeah. it, that, that's blind yeah. luck. That, that yeah. one is, is just total yeah. blind luck. And that's what Dean was saying. Like, If there's something to mitigate it a little bit, to put a little skill in it, he's a whole lot more... Yeah. Okay. So here's, here's, I'm going to make a comparison here. Let's go to, uh, Starfares of Catan. Okay. Catan, mm-hmm. Catan Starfares. There we go. The, the newest one has event cards. Now they don't come out all the time. They only come out whenever you have the, the, I think it's the black ball that, that comes out. Then you do a, you do an event. Now with those events, you have an idea of what all of them are going to be. Cause there's not too many events and you can sort of prepare for what's going to happen. 
In this game, you just can't prepare for all the different options, and it comes out every single round, except in some of the later years, they don't come out every round, but it's still a lot. It's There are a lot of those event cards, and most of them are negative. Um, and the ones that are positive tend to be positive for one person, but not necessarily for everybody else. Yeah. The, maybe I'm overstating that piece of it, but I do think that a lot of those are negative paying taxes and things like that, which can really wipe out your money. I, okay, going back to the first game again, we had to pay taxes. And I, I had even asked John, okay, I'm going into this next round. I don't have a lot of money. Is that a bad thing? And John was like, no, you get five bucks the I, beginning I said, of the next round. So it shouldn't be that big of a deal. There's only one card, I think, that can come out that would hurt you. And, and it, it came did. Out. It came out. Came and out. what happened is I had to then take a loan, which you have to take actions to pay back that loan or an action to pay back that's that right. loan. And that, that became... No, you have to pay five bucks. You don't have to take an action. Oh, that, that's you, right. You don't you have look- to... But you do have to take the ac- extra actions to be able to gain that money back. Does that make sense? So, like, I had to build up money to be able to pay that loan sure. back. Yes. So. so you had to do something to pay it back. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it, things like that were really frustrating for me. So here's a, here's what's really interesting in um, the last two games that Dean and I played of this is this shouldn't happen probably mathematically, <laughs> but the first um, first the first of these two games, Dean was getting hosed left and right on the event cards. It was comical. I mean, it was it was comical, and who won that game? Well, for you, it was comical. It was I loved in the it. same way that I left the. <laughs> I loved it. The thing unplugged. I was. Really. I mean, it was getting to the point where I was laughing out loud in his face because <laughs> you just knew, like, okay, an event's coming up, something really bad the is going to happen to Dean, or the poker's going to happen, and, it, and yep. it, it would happen at the worst time for him ever. And yep. Who who won that game? You did. Me did. Okay, me did. Me did. <laughs> Second game. Same thing happened, but opposite. Opposite. It was literally the same thing. Dean was winning the poker. Uh, it would flip over a card, and now I lost an action for the next round, or something would happen, or whatever. Who won that game? Me did. Me did. Dean did. Yeah. So that it in in both games were not that far apart, right? Like I, every game I've played of this now, the scores are not. Now I saw Man versus Meeple had posted something about having scores all over the board not, not that, that hasn't been played. the case in the week it's played. been within yeah. you know 10 points or something so to me i'm sitting there going are the, the i don't hate the events but are they swingy enough to where you could play really great and still lose the game because the wrong event popped out at the wrong time probably yeah the the hope in in games like this is that all that kind of balances out right the hope is that the that will balance out and that that's Sometimes that does happen, right? Yes. But when it doesn't, oh man, it's so frustrating. It, and and mm-hmm. when you've played this, here's what I think. I think if you, when I played this game the first time, I was not a big fan of it because of those event cards. I liked the way the game played, but those events were really frustrating for me. And I was like, if I wasn't playing this to review, I don't think I would care to play this game again because I was that frustrated in the game. Yeah. Because it's just random stuff that happens. Yeah. And I think that could be the experience for a lot of people that play this game the first time. Now, we're not yeah. quite ready to move into the to final thoughts, but no. I, I want to keep that. I want to plant that seed there for when we do get to that. Yeah, I want to mention two more things that um, are negatives to me in this game. And excuse me, one of them is I can't remember right now. <laughs> time? It literally, no, that was the one I want to talk about at the end. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, oh, my gosh. What was the other one, Dean? You can just edit this out of the podcast. No, I wanted to save time for the very end. Right now, I'm just <laughs> stalling as I'm trying to, as I'm just talking. I don't know where this conversation is going to end. Just like Michael Scott, I just keep going, <laughs> and hopefully it will come to my mind 
and it's not. So let's just talk about time. Okay. All right. I, I don't know. I can't remember what else you would have talked about in the video. Watch the video. Yeah. There we go. Okay. So time. This game takes, in two-player game, takes about two to two and a half hours. That's exactly right. Is that long? Absolutely. <laughs> it's th This is one of the biggest... Oh, I know what the other one was. It's a s smaller thing. But this is one of the biggest challenges to this game is that it feels if this was an hour to me if this was an hour to an hour and a half game I would like it a decent amount I have to really like a game Dean to want to play a game for two to two and a half hours well like terraforming Mars I don't I don't I'm just straight you, up. you do but also it like it has to be like engaging enough so that it's you know it's it's different you know yes. some things. So you, know. you are so another positive I will say that I really like about this game is I do generally enjoy worker placements where new spots open up over the course of the game. That's what happens in this game. That's the new in this game. Pretty much is that new buildings come out and new spots open. However, you're still pretty much getting resources to build buildings to fulfill contracts, and the new buildings often are going to do things like just make it cheaper or more efficient to get a particular resource. Um, the gambling thing comes out later in the game, which is fine. I don't think we've none, either one of us used gambling because later in the game, oftentimes you have plenty of money just to be like you've, if you've built your engine pretty well, oftentimes you do, you, you can get money pretty quickly. Why gamble it whenever I can just, you know, right. You know, do it and not have to risk not getting things or whatever. Um, so, by the time I'm nearing the second year of this, the end of the second year, I'm starting to go, okay, I'm ready for the game to get close to ending. Now, Dean and I, the last two games we played, Dean, were they both at the end of the third year? Yeah, I think okay. so. I think that's Which right. Which isn't terrible, but what happens is whenever you marry off your son and your daughter, you now have six characters. And then you go hire another worker, potentially. So both players could very potentially have seven characters. And I'm playing, I'm talking about a two-player only game to go through actions, which might be oh, 14 to 20 actions. Yeah. You know, maybe may, maybe less than that because some of them won't have two, but I would say at least 14 actions probably. Um, that's a lot of, like one year lasts a long time at the end of this game. Yeah. And on, on top of like how many actions you have to take, there are a lot of opportunities for analysis paralysis in this game. There are sure. a lot of things that can really slow you down because and I think part of that, a big part of that probably goes to the efficiency of the workers, like what yeah. type of worker you want to place to take out the actions that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And you have to think through a couple steps ahead, right? You have to, you have to think through a couple of, of rounds ahead, not, not rounds like game rounds, but like character rounds, sure, like yeah. turns ahead, I guess. To think through who is going to do what action, and it it can definitely slow you down. And I think in a two-player game of people that know this really well, I think I think you can play this game probably around two hours. I don't think you're going to be much less than two, even if you know the game well. No, and that's a that's a two-player game. Correct. That's our two-player. Now, now, if you play a four-player, which I have not done, a four-player game of people who don't really know what they're going to what they're doing. Mm -mm. Nope, no, not I, for me. It's not I, I think me. Man vs. Meeple had posted that they, he played it once, three players, and it was three to three and a half hours. Three, yeah. Uh -huh. Now, that's another negative. Which I get that. I, I totally... Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Another negative for me is that 
even in a two-player game, let's say Dean picks a character that has three actions. That can take a while before it gets to your turn. Yeah. If you're playing a three- or four-player game and there was going to have to be Dean takes a character with three actions, Susan takes a character with two actions, Barbara takes one with three actions, then it's like, you know, eight, you know, I don't know what I just said, but... Did I say three plus two plus three? Eight, yeah. Eight actions before you get to go could, I mean, you could sit there for 10 minutes easily. And that's for 15, one maybe. character of, you know, maybe six yes. or more, right? Yes. Maybe maybe seven or even eight characters yeah. that you're going to have to sit through. That last game, I think, yeah, the last game that we played, I had a total of eight characters that I was going through. Yeah. Um, now, we knew the game better. It wasn't our first time, and so we, we were able to get through. But it was still between, again, two, two and a half hours. So, yep. That, that, for me, is the biggest knock, which I'm ready to, to kind of move into. I, am, I just want to say one more small thing is that um, it was a little frustrating for me to learn how to play it because there are errors in the rule book. And I want to say that Ken at Rio Grande, I love Rio Grande. That's yes. why we, we, are, yeah. we are literally about to do a top five list because how much we like Rio Grande. Uh-huh. Ken has been phenomenal to work with. I want to say that because he's just been super responsive. I ask questions, boom, like within no time he's answering him. I think he's... Great. Has done a great job. Um, but the rule book here, I had to ask him several questions about that because there are, I think, five or six known errors. And I kept noticing little errors. And it was it was a little frustrating. Now, it wasn't... I don't know if it was anything that totally changes everything, but it would reference you know, page 12 and it's not on page 12 and stuff. And so you have, there's a lot of little digging. And there's some other things that I... Yeah, and it was... For such a... A well-produced game. It was it was really frustrating to have to figure those those things out. Um, so I, that's another thing that I, I didn't love about it. But yes, final thoughts. Do you want to go first? Yeah, yeah, I can go first. So okay, going back to the the way that the actions play out, the character cards. I just I really really enjoy that. Um, I love the the buildings and how the player interaction plays out. I, I love all of those themes. The, the, the theme I enjoy, but those two things, the two biggies for me are the event cards and more importantly, the time, uh, the time investment with this game. If, if those two things were different, I would give this game a higher score. As it is, I give this one a six and a half. Mm-hmm. One that I'll, I'll play this a game again because I like, again, I, I like aspects of it. But I'm not like, I'm not jumping out of my seat to play this game because yeah. of those two pieces. Now, here's what I think. I think if there was a way to come out with a different event deck, or maybe even if I just, you know, I, if I just took out the ones that I really got frustrated at and then just played with with those other ones something different or and if the the time was shaved off right now we're looking at about an hour a player uh, or a little over an hour a player yeah i think if you could shave that down to about maybe 45 minutes a player somehow i don't know exactly what that would look like i would like this game a lot better and in fact i think okay i would go from a six and a half probably up to seven and a half maybe even eight because sure, of the yeah. the way that the game plays and the the you know, the start of the game, I get real excited, but then as the game goes on, it just gets frustrating and and then tiring because it's a, a, a longer game. But anyway, that's six and a half for me, but a game, yeah. I, I, okay, let me say this too. I don't, I can't think of a review game that we've done in maybe ever that I've struggled so much with giving a score on this because of like, I'm so conflicted. I like some really, I like some things about this a lot. But then there are some things that just really frustrate me about it. So it was a tough one for me. 
I was going to legit legitimately literally say this is the most frustrating I've been on a game this year. Most frustrated with the game because as Dean said there's some brilliant things about this game. There's some mechanically absolute fun things about this game. And yet there seems to be some to me some serious flaws that really hurt the game. And that's why I've called it in the, like on the video feels like a really like like a good game that's rough around the edges like I wish they would have smoothed if they could have smoothed out a few things this could be a really great game and as Dean said absolutely it has to be shortened um in my in my opinion because it just it does drag when by the time you're having a good time and then you're like you're just doing you know the new buildings again are coming out but they're just kind of generally making things cheaper so you're still doing fulfilling a contract, building, building, fulfill a contract, building, building, and you're. And by the time you've done that, you get to towards the last round, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I have seven characters to do this again with." Yeah, yeah. And you don't even really want to do it. Like, I, I, just being real. And so I'm going to give this score so frustratingly the same exact score that Dean gives, um, because it's a six and a half out of ten. Simply because we go by BGG. And seven says usually willing to play, and I can't say that. Right. About. Yeah. I want to say that about this game so bad. I wanted to give it at least a seven because there are some great aspects to it, but I can't because if Dean says let's play this right now, I'm gonna go mm, maybe. And six is okay if in the mood. I think it's a really good six games when we give a six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, it it is when it I'm does... in the mood, it's gonna be cool. It straddles that line very much so because I, I'm I'm right there with you. It's not a game that I want to play all the time, but I, I'm I will play this game. You know, like I'm I'm not like gonna completely reject it. Now there are games that I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not gonna play that game. This is not one of those, but I want to see those changes happen somehow, and I don't really know how you do that. But if that happens again, I want to revisit this with changes and then potentially you know, have a higher score on this because of the aspects that I do like. But as it is, John, six and a half, myself, six and a half. But well, is it worth it though? Is it worth it? Now, I'm not sure how much this game I'm, is. You're I'm, pulling that up right I'm now. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. I think I know what it is, but let's just, let's just, uh, let's verify. Now, this is not out yet. Um, it's about to come out. This, yeah, this game I was so hype on. I just want to just reiterate that. Like this is someone coming from someone who just so bad wanted this game to be awesome and was so confident it would be because of how good Rio Grande is. Okay, so um, on Card House, Mini Mart, Game Nerds, it's going to be $48, $49. When you're looking at the components, I think that's pretty that's pretty standard, it seems like. Um, I don't think this being like $40 is... Uh, I, this is more than a forty dollar game with all the stuff you get in the box. I think um, probably and and there is we we failed to mention one more thing. This is the longest board. Oh, I don't know oh, why we yes. didn't forget to mention that on that. You, if you don't have a long table, if you're playing on the round table, do not play this game. I don't it know if will we not mention fit. that on the video. That stinks. We could have screwed that up. How, yeah, you, if you play this one, you can't on some round table. Four feet. The, the the board is about four feet long. Uh, I don't know if it's four feet. Measure it. We're not going to do that right now, but I do think it's four feet. It may be because there's maybe a foot I think of section. I think that's a foot of section. Yeah. It's the longest game I think I've ever played. I think that's right. So if you have just like a, like I, I couldn't play it on my dining room table, on my, in my, not, whatever that is. It's, it's a skinny like, board. Your kitchen table. It's a skinny that's board, the, but it is long. I can play it on my dining room, but not the, whatever that is. Yep. What do they call that? Like a kitchen nook, country 
Something like yes, table. that's what I was trying to think of. Breakfast. I, I knew if yeah. I just kept saying a bunch of words that eventually one of them would yeah. be right. To me, this is not worth it. Um, I hate to say that about this game. For the quality of the components, I think it's worth it. For the it. quality of the components, it is, but it's just a, it's just not a game that I want to play that often. And so I'm I'm not paying 50 bucks for a game that I'm not wanting to play a whole lot. That's I'm saying this very sadly. Cause, but there, there is some really good things about this. John's game. been hype on this game for I a know, long time, but it's also got some great things about it. Yeah. Okay. Here, let me let me throw this out there. Um, you've heard our, our ratings, but you know they are they are what they are. This is how John and I feel about this game. Here's what I think: If you don't care about length of game, like if that's not anything that ever bothers you at all, says, and says if, no one, probably. and if you don't, well, I mean, there are a lot of people that play really, really long games. I guess that's true. You know, if all you play is like TI four or something like that, then you don't, you might not care about that. If if you don't care about that piece and you don't care about randomness of event cards, I think you check this game out because I think it has some interesting pieces that you might really like. I do think that there will be people who really, really enjoy this game, and we're just not them. We're, we we don't hate the game, but. It's okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like Dean and I both mentioned that I I think there are people that really do like this game. If you can kind of get past some of the somewhat rough edges or don't mind the event cards that are really can be swingy in the game. Um, and again, don't mind the length. I, I do think, I think there would be some people that really like it. So I don't, yeah. Yep. All right, so that is going to do it for us. Six and a half from both of us. Let's get on to our top five Rio Grande games. So now is the time to talk about Rio Grande games, since apparently this is this episode is not sponsored by Rio Grande no. games. Um, but we've been wanting to do this segment for a while, where we kind of highlight a different different publishers and some of our favorite games. And Rio Grande being a publisher that makes a lot of really yeah, good games absolutely um we we wanted to to do that this since this episode since we're talking about nevada city anyway might as well just make we it try a, to th- make our episodes thematic as possible like theme woven. is important yeah we try to weave the th- uh, some kind of a theme throughout it so we thought this would be a great web yep to weave. Now, here's the thing, though. We, John and I talked about this. I don't know John's top five list, and he doesn't know mine, but we have a feeling that they're going to be really that they're going to be really close because um, part of that is with John and I play games together a lot. You know that that's a piece of it. But we know some of the you know we know each other's like top fifty games, and for me, um, five of these are in my top fifty. Actually, probably like four of these are in my top twenty five. I think. Wow, they're not. Th- I think that's right for me. Yeah. Four of them are pretty high for me. One of them is was in my top 50. They all were. I don't know if they'll make it this year. So we might do this one a little bit different by t- like kind of briefly going through our list and then kind of talking more in depth at the, at the, end. At the end of it. And so. let me also give this caveat is we've, d- we've done these lists based on the games that are published by Rio Grande now. You are correct. We went to their website and so you're not going to see things like Dean texted me last night and said, is Zulkin still Rio Grande? I, it's not. And so we're not doing those. Now, there also could be, and this is the the, the negative to list, is there also could be games that uh, you know, were last published by Rio Grande, but they're out of print. I haven't included those games. I think you can if you want to, and Dean might have done that. Um, but that's just a lot of research. <laughs> and I care about this podcast a lot in Meeple Town. But I did not want to go through hours of, okay, which one, you know, 
was what when was it last published by Rio Grande and all that kind of stuff. So I just legit went to their website, saw what they're doing now, and I made this list. Yep. I struggled with this list in a partly. I think I could have easily done a top ten list. I feel yeah. I think I could have done a top ten list without much of a problem, uh, because there are some ones that I left off of this list that I still really enjoy. And then there's some on on Rio Grande's website that I have not played yet that I really want to. New Frontiers is one of those, yeah. and uh, Beta Colony I think was the other one. And Bonanza. Bonanza. I've never Bonanza. I've never played Bonanza. Yeah. yeah. So there's still several on here that I've not played. And hopefully somewhere down the road we'll we'll get a chance to do that. So do you want to start it off? I want to say that this was the easiest list I've come up with. I it was no problem. My top five was easy. Because my top five. But now, if you if you did top ten, it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. there'd be a lot that I would be wrestling with. But my top five, I immediately to the website and said, Yep, that's them. I think I changed my number five and that was it. Okay. So is Nevada City on your list? No. Nevada City is not on my list. All right. All right, uh, who's going to start? It doesn't matter. I can go. All right. So my number five is Dominion. Okay. Great deck builder. We'll talk again. We're going to just mention these, and then we're going to talk about them afterwards in general. Because again, they may absolutely we may have the exact same top five, or probably four out of five. I bet. Top five is uh, number five is Dominion. Okay. I'm looking real fast. Sorry. I want to see. Actually, I take that back. Are you changing it right now no. on the fly? All five of mine are top 25 games for me. Wow. Yes. So that the, tells you how much we like. Well, it tells you how much you're... Dean likes Rio Grande. When I say my first game, you're going to, one, flip the table, but also you're going to be like, oh, okay. I yeah, know what this loves. is. What is it? You're going to say Concordia. Concordia is my number five. You sack of cow manure. <laughs> John it should is be so much higher than that. Punching me in the face right now. Yeah! So violent. I just, uh, my left hand, I look like... <laughs> I'm hurling pieces right now? across the table! Like barely across the ah! table. Wow, that's way dramatic. Number five, Concordia. John is going to have that as his number one. I can go ahead and tell you that right now. It, I actually <laughs> wrestled with this. No, you didn't. I did. Okay. I'm we'll not see. kidding. Okay. All, All right. right. My number four is Power Grid. Concordia on my 2019 list was 21 overall. How yeah. about that? And that's my number five. Okay, mm-hmm. proceed. Power Grid. I just said it. <laughs> Number four is Power Grid. Power Grid. Okay. Uh, a good game. One that I have not played enough that I... It was hard for me to... It, it's not on my list because I, I need to play that one more. We'll okay. talk about that. Okay. My number four is your number five, which is Dominion. Okay. And all the expansions. And it is a lot of goodness. Actually, this one could have easily risen up to like maybe number one. I, I, I love like Dominion, Dominion so much. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's your number four. Number four. My number three is Row for the Galaxy. Okay. Excellent. Row for the Galaxy. Excellent pick. Excellent game. Why? Is that your number three? Uh, no, it is not. Oh, it's higher. It is. Wow. What's your number three? Number three is Underwater Cities, which is a game that did not make my top 50 last year because I didn't play it, but it will be in my top you know, probably 20 or, or somewhere around so that. So good. I would, I would think it'll be in my top 25, I think. So. Excellent game. Yep. That's your number three? Number three. So excellent, it's my number two, Underwater Cities. Okay. Number two, Roll for the Galaxy. Ah, so we just flip-flopped those. Yes. And number one. I could have, that one I went back and forth on, by the way. Dean had it. Concordia. Yeah, it wasn't a the struggle for you. number one. No, I, here's the thing. I did struggle a little bit. Go ahead and give your number one, then we can start talking about it. 
Puerto Rico. Wow. Not on your list. So that was... Can we start... We'll start talking about it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, let's, let's talk about this. So initially, I threw Puerto Rico on the list. Whoa. 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 <laughs> I just punched my mic. Didn't hesitate because so I, I, I do enjoy Puerto Rico. Here's a couple things against it why it didn't make the list. One, um, I don't love the theme. The theme, uh, colonizing and stuff, I don't like that. Not so, my favorite either. So over... You know, the more I consider it and think about it, it makes me cringe a little bit so i so that's 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 one thing but number two is that you have to have three players to play this game dean yeah and i play two players all the time and so i just literally sat back and said i play dominion more i'm probably going to go to my shelf and get dominion more um yeah and so i'm going to play these other games more um I still play this one fairly frequently, not with you. I've played this one. It's three to five, but there's actually like this little unofficial expansion, or not expansion, but unofficial variant that you can use to play six players. Okay. Yeah. I've done the six players. Yeah, I probably won't do that again. But I, I, I still play this one usually about once, twice a year, something like that. Yeah. I enjoy it. And you may say, well, Power Grid, you're going to really need to play that with three players. Yes, but it's just better. Than Puerto Rico for me. I just want to say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't want you to say that I'm being uh, not um, consistent. Sorry. Okay. So let's start with Power Grid. Okay. Well, not start, I guess. We'll continue with Power Grid. Power Grid is one that I've only played one time. Yeah. And I had a really good experience playing it. I loved the game. The problem was, and, and again, I, this is why I, I struggled to, to really like rate this or anything like that. With Power Grid, I knew who was going to win really early on, and it never changed. That and, can absolutely happen. In and grid. people who know this game might think, "No, that's not the case. You can you can come back." But I, none of us were experienced enough to know like how in the world we could have come back from where he was at. I think it's still if you're playing with good players, I think that's it is even though it's the hardest thing, number one flaw to Power Grid. Yeah, there are ways to come back in the game, but if they're if you're playing really experienced players, it's really hard. Yeah, it really is because they, yeah, it's it's a tough game to come back on, and that's my big flaw to Power Grid. But for I that, really like honestly, it. for that reason, I could see me not liking it the next time I play. Could like, be l- like liking it less and less the more I play. It. I liked it more the more I played it though. So that's just one okay. thing. Like, I thought the same. I remember playing Power Grid the very first time years ago, and I was mad on it. I was like, this isn't as good as everyone talks about. And then I played it again. I'm like, okay. Because I think I started to understand the auctioning, the way that the power plants work and stuff a little bit better. And I was like, okay, this makes sense. There's more strategy and stuff than I realized. It's going to be very mathy. Yeah. If I, I didn't mind that. I, I actually love the gameplay of this. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, a, it's, it's a really good game. Um, yeah, it's a really good game, but it's not obviously my favorite on this list. So Yeah. All right. So what is the, the well, other num- one? My number five is... Dominion, and that was your number what three? Yeah, that's my number three, uh, four. That was my number number four. four that's right. Let's talk about that yeah. then. Dominion is a game that I picked up early on and just fell in love with this game. We've got all the expansions through. I'm not sure the order of them: Dark Ages or Guilds, whatever. I have both of those, and I think after that, I don't. Uh, do I have all of them? I think I have all of them up until that point. Uh, no, po- the potions, alchemy. I don't have that one. But everything after that, I've not played. And now recently, somebody was telling me you really have to try out some of these new ones because they're really fantastic. Hmm. I think if I play those new ones, my problem is I ran out of space in my storage box, and um, 
I think I think if I if I got the other ones and played those, I would probably love it. But I you, like them. You can give them to me. No, that will not happen. You okay? You only have intrigue. That's the only one I have. Yes, that's the wrong one to start with. I told you that yeah. when you got it, you didn't listen. But no, you didn't. You said it. You said it was fine. It's I got it, fine, I got it for but like it's, nothing. That's why. I yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. Because you got a really good deal on it. But getting yeah. base Dominion, like the regular game of Dominion, I think is the way to start on this because intrigue can be pretty mean, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. and that is uh, your wife. I think she doesn't care for this game. Or yeah, so is first it of all, else? she struggled, and she she listens to every episode. By the way, okay, she really struggled to understand deck building and just getting victory points and the point of like how to thin out your deck you know like the whole concept of that and she was just kind of like i just don't really get it like it wasn't clicking the last time we played she beat me which usually helps with her ratings uh she beat me and was like i still don't like it a lot but i'm i'm more okay with it now yeah but yeah a lot of a lot of intrigue does have you don't have to play all those cards but then you end up having the similar decks every single time but a lot of them are mean you know, you got the curse card, you all this kind of stuff that you're just kind of attacking each other and all that kind of stuff. We Easy we ways. tend to randomize. My wife and I have played this a bunch over the years, and if we only played this game like ever, I think my wife would be okay with that. She likes it that much. She does. Now with the mean cards, I, I, we play with mean cards sometimes, but if it's like overly mean, we'll take some of those out. Yeah, because that's not either one of our style. Like we kind of in playing this game, we kind of want to do our own thing. Sure. It's okay to like throw a curse and like with the witch throw a curse in there every once in a yeah. while, but overall we don't want to have like seven mean cards or you know even more than like two mean cards in there because it just becomes less fun for us. Yep. So here's something fun that I'm going to mention as we do this. These games I believe are all on the BGG Top 100. All I think of us. Every single one that we picked is. A, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Let me look at. I think they're all showing you how big time these games are power grid is still ranked 36 overall wow came out in 2004 okay and dominion is is what dominion actually just had that is not as high it's 86 that is ridiculous still because there's a lot of good deck builders out there there are not as many with this much variability okay i'm not arguing with that don't you better not (laughs) (laughs) all right we mentioned that we uh so those two we've talked about Let's talk about um, Puerto Rico really quick. I did mention the, I kind of mentioned why it's fallen a little bit for me. Um, still a very good game. This is ranked 25 overall. So mm-hmm. right now, this is the highest out of all of these. Yeah, on BGG. I'm, I'm with you. I don't like the theme. I don't, I don't love it. But the gameplay itself, and this, this kind of goes back to a little bit with, this is one of the games that got me into the hobby. This was like my, I think it was like Catan, and then maybe Carcassonne and then this or something. Or maybe yeah. even this was before Carcassonne. And so this is one I've played a bunch of and I've really enjoyed my plays of it kind of thinking outside of the theming. I do wish it did have a different theme for sure. Yeah. But with the gameplay itself, I've just, I really, I've always really liked this game. I, I like the action selection and I like the timing element of this, of when you take those actions and how even if you don't get the, the extra benefit of taking the action, you still get to take the action when somebody else takes that. And I, I just, I, I like it. Yep. I like it. And the buildings, it's, it's all cool. Yeah, it would be my number six. All right, so let's talk about then Concordia. Because I was going to save it, but that's my number one, that's your number five. So that's not as much fun. I played, and here's the thing. I've been playing a lot of underwater cities. We'll talk about that here in a second, lately. I finally picked it up. 
Um, and I love underwater cities. So I said to myself, self, self I knew it. I do knew you, it. do you, is there a chance that it's better than Concordia? So let's pull Concordia back out and verify. Even though I play it reasonably regularly, I literally played this Sunday night. Concordia is just beauty. It's your favorite game. I love it's. It was on my top, and it's honestly, it might not be number one this next year. There's another game or two, another game that's really rivaling Concordia right now that I love. Roll for the Galaxy rivalry. No, with rivalry. No, <laughs> one that you played and you actually said it. I'm not going to get out there. It's going to be mysterious that you didn't love your first play of, but I did, and I. You'd like to play it again? So I'm going to say Coimbra. No way. No. That's okay. Okay, sorry, we're getting off track. All right, it's a Rosenberg game. Concordia. Um, okay, I'll think about it. Yeah. So it's pure elegance, man. It's fun to though everything works so well together. I love how when you're playing with Lahav. That, that's a, that's actually up there. Okay, yes. go ahead. And a feast for Odin. A feast for Odin. Okay. Love a feast for Odin. Love it. Oh, oh, because I've only played that one one but time. But Lahav yeah. 2 is way okay. up there. I'm too, so sorry. So. I'm getting but no, those are, those, are, those are really good. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but it, when you're playing this game with players who know have played this before, it's pretty silky smooth. Uh, generally, there's not a whole ton of downtime between turns. That's what I really realized. Like, you're not, because you've got this hand of cards. Yes, it can take a minute sometimes to formulate your plan and you realize, oh shoot, I don't have enough money to build that city that I really wanted to build. But it's usually, boom, you play a card, you do an action. You have that beautiful um, uh, place where you use your senator to be able to buy cards. And it's just so cool how you can buy cards that give you actions, but you could also buy them for their in-game scoring and deciding when to do that. The optimum time to build, to buy the cards, do I wait and hope that my opponents buy a couple of them so that it makes it cheaper to buy it. Um, you, it's a, it's an efficiency game. I think really almost at its core, like you have to figure out how I can make the most efficient moves to spread out the most and to get the right cards. Um, it's a beautiful game that is just an absolute blast. Yes, it absolutely is. It's funny that I don't have this one higher. This oh, okay. is what's going to happen. Twenty. It's rated twenty-one for me, so it's not like it's a poorly rated game. I love oh, this game a high. lot. I think it's fantastic. This is what's going to happen. Okay, you're going to play it with salsa with me or Venus because I've only oh, ever played the base game, and that's I've and that's the other. The base game. That's what kind of sets it even higher. Is there's a, there's that Venus expansion where you can play two versus two is a blast. How many games can you play two versus two besides like trick-taking or something? I love team games, though. I do, too. Yeah. And so it's like, this is why it just kind of goes to the cream of the crop. You know, it just kind of rises to the surface. It's a great game. I'm a cream of the crop. We need to, to do that. Top. Hey, you oh. and your wife need to come over and play me and my wife in Concordia. That's a good Venus idea. She's not the, played this. I th- That needs to be one of the next ones I introduce my wife to. So I, introduce her to that. Okay. Then we'll play with Salsa and we'll, we'll play the 2v2. And like that. you're going to say, this is one of my favorite games. Potentially. It is it one is. of my favorite games. It is. Top 21 is hugely high. Yeah, and it could rise after this. Some of these might drop down, yeah, but we'll see. Such a good game. Okay, so then next we will get on to, what is it, Underwater Cities? Is that or Roll that for the or Galaxy? Roll, they're both really high. This will be the last two we talk about. Let's, let's do Roll then, since that's higher okay. on your list, it is, or it's lower on your list than mine. You've got that at number three? Yes, I do. I've got it at number two. Roll for the Galaxy is a fantastic game alone. But it would not have been this high on my list if it was just the base game without 
Oh. Rivalry and Without Ambition. Both of those, I think, are excellent, excellent expansions. And I think in order for it to rise up on my list, I need to have at least Ambition, but Rivalry, really, it, it's great. I love that expansion. They help. But I love how quick this game is. Yes. I love that it's 30, and it could be, a play two players, it can be, what, half an hour or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, base game, you could you could play this less than 30 minutes yeah. in two-player games. Potentially, yeah. So I would say it's two players, which is what I played most at. I've definitely played it at three players. I've played it at four players, whatever. I don't know if i played five. Um, but online I have 30 to 45 minutes, right? And you are rolling dice, but you're drafting them or you're selecting them. You're trying to put them on what actions you want to perform. So you're basically getting something and going, how can I most effectively use these dice? Yep. Nice. How and and that's it's really fun. And then you can kind of build a little bit of an engine with the things that you're, the tiles that you're getting and all that. And it's just, it's just a really fun game. It's one of those games that I don't always play, but every time I get, it, I'm like, yeah, why don't I play this more? Now I'm finding, and I do this a lot because I've been playing the app a ton. It, it, in the same way that you feel about Seven Wonders, I feel about this one. It. I need to get the app. Just the base game, I think, becomes stale if you play same. it a ton because you start. You know, you've got the same starting planets and 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 you know, you still you you're mixing and matching your starting stuff that you have. Mm-hmm. So like the variability is is pretty high, but I want more, and that's when I think the expansions gotcha. really really make a big difference. But yeah. but yeah, I yeah, such a good game. This yeah. is again even just the base game. If you haven't tried this one. The app will be available, and also, and I've done a video for the app. Also, the um, the board game arena version of this is is good and fast. Yeah. So I recommend checking that out. There you go. And that one is rated number eighty one overall. So seriously, every single one of these games. I wonder what the highest that Roll for the Galaxy has been. I don't know. And I, you're you're gonna notice, or you have noticed, that Race for the Galaxy is not on either one of our list. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike Race, but I don't love it either. I like Race for the Galaxy, but Roll has kind of killed it for me. Like I would usually, I would rather just play Roll for the Galaxy. Yep. And people that have played that, what is it, New New Colonies? What not Colonies? New, New Frontiers. New Frontiers. I think people really love that game. I'd love to play that. Yeah, game. me too. I'd, we got to try that one out. Yeah, we do. So right, underwater so last cities. One, underwater cities. What a game. Yep. I you know I love the, just the mechanic of how your actions are taken in this game. Yeah. How you, I love how you have three cards in your hand. So you never feel it, it's got the, I always, it's got that failed feel where you got, you know, he tries to minimize, I think your decisions to where you don't, you don't have 25 cards like in, you know, not 25, but you could, you know, 15 cards or 10 cards like in Terraforming Mars. Though I like Terraforming Mars better. I'll just be real than Underwater Cities. But you, you know, you got three cards and you got to make sure you got to use them the best you can. And it really matters as you're choosing which cards potentially to discard over in the game, which ones you're keeping. But what's so cool is you, you know, you put your worker placement because it's a worker placement game. Let's reiterate that. Your worker spot. And if it matches the color of the card that you play, then you get to do both. I just love that part of the game. Yeah, yeah. And I love how all, all the, the cards are do different things, so you get such a huge variety of cards that the games feel so different every time you play it, like a Terraforming Mars. Yeah, and that's that's the big biggest comparison to Terraforming Mars for me is the different cards and the amount of things that you can do with those cards. I, you know, I don't know. When, at the end of the day, when we start, when we work on our top 50 games, 
this will make my top 50 games. Where it will fall as compared to Terraforming Mars, I'm still, I just go back and forth. It's really tough because they're such good games. They are. They're, they're both really good But they're games. also unique. And I, and I think this one has maybe more of an elegance to it, would you say? Maybe. Than Terraforming Mars because you only, again, you have three cards. I don't disagree with that. You've got your, you know, three workers. And I, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool game. I love how this one plays out. That is without the expansion. Neither one of us have played the expansion on this, but really I need to try it so out. I want to. I really, I, I would be okay just getting it for those, the, the double layer boards. I want those. I don't, they're not necessary, but I just think they're nice. But then more variety, I think, is, is good. Yeah, and I'm a sucker, as you all know, for a good engine building game. And the production phases feel awesome. Yes. You get to that production yeah. phase. It's like in Terraforming Mars. It just feels good to go, boom, look what I have. <laughs> or it feels awful when you don't have that and you see somebody else that has that. But it's just going crazy. Yeah. yeah and, you don't have, and you're trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's, it's such a good game. I had no problem putting that as my number two. And I wrestled a little bit, but I like Concordia better for sure. Yeah. So. All right. Now we've done this. What? Any other games that that didn't quite make your list that you want to mention? That well, I, I do want to mention that this is rate Underwater Cities is rated fifty eight overall. Oh, 58. So if you want to know, Ooh, that's that's okay. It's not low. Lower than I thought. I thought that was higher actually than fifty eight. So, so let's by according to BGG, let's put these six games. So f- four out of five matched on ours. Right. Put these one, two, three, four, five, six games on here. Number six, Roll for the Galaxy, coming in at 81. Nope. <laughs> False. Nailed it. Number six, Dominion, coming in at 86. Okay. Number five, Roll for the Galaxy, coming in at 81. Mm-hmm. Number four, Underwater Cities, coming in at 58. Number three, Power Grid, coming, at, uh, coming in at 36. Number two, Puerto Rico, coming in at 25. And of course, number one, Concordia coming in at 17. Mm. What a set of games. Yes. What absolutely. a set of games. Now, okay. Now we can go to what you're saying. I want to mention some other ones that I really, really enjoy. And I, I just feel like I need to make mention because I think they're a lot of fun. Santa's Workshop was for sure number six for me. And, wow. uh, it, you know, before I played Underwater Cities. Oh, my goodness. I love this game so much. Yes, I do. But be, be careful. Number six. It's not a bad game, but number six overall, y'all. Not overall, like of all time. I know. Of a company's games that they make. Cafe International is one that I quite like. The theme is not great, in my opinion. But I think this is a Spiels Jars winner from the 80s, I think. Late 80s, maybe. 88, 89, something like that. I quite enjoy this one. I've only played the app version of this one. But at some point, as you know, I will check this one out. Elfin Roads is another Spiels Jars winner that I've not played. Is that right? Elfin Road? Elfin Land? One of those. Elfin I don't know. Land. But there, maybe yeah. there's both. But Elfin Roads is is a real grind of games. Arctic Scavengers is one that I've not played that has been on my list of two plays for a long time, along with Bonanza. And I'm trying to think. I feel like there are some Zuloretto. other ones out there. Zuloretto. Oh, I love Zuloretto. That's one of our family's favorite games. We, um, I also like Caravan, one that, um, you know, is not Caravan super high, but I, but I enjoy it. I think yeah. it's a fun game. Yeah. I mean, you talked about a lot of those. I could throw in Bonanza as well, something that you hadn't talked about. I think Bonanza is, a, for what it is, a pretty fun game. It's yeah. not like my favorite, but I definitely have brought it out in, to, to teach new people and have quite enjoyed that. And I wouldn't just play it with that, but I, I like that. Uh, one that I really want to play that I don't know why I haven't played it yet is Teach You. Yes. <laughs> and I keep saying that, and I just haven't played it yet. And 
If I knew this game, I could have said, oh, I can teach you, teach you. But I, I can't because I've never played it. But you did anyways. Man, I did. Oh, my gosh. Can, we're going to redo this episode after I've played it. We're going to redo that statement, and it's going to be awesome. Okay. But there are a ton of games on here, most of which I've not played, but a lot of which that I have. And so that statement doesn't make sense. What? There's a ton that I have not played on here, most, but there are a lot. most. Most that I've not played. Really? Most of the, yeah, there's like 11 pages of like, oh, there's hundreds of games on here, right? Gotcha. Okay. So I've not played most of these. Anyway, that is Rio Grande Games. Really like the games come from here. We're going to wrap up episode Same number, what, what is this? Number 43. 43 by John telling people how they can get in touch with us. You can check us out on MeepleTownGames.com. That's kind of our hub for videos, the podcast, all that kind of stuff. As Dean mentioned earlier, we do have videos for a ton of the stuff that we've talked about here today for show. And uh, check that out. Or you can also just go to YouTube and type MeepleTown. Uh, we're at Town Games on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We would also I'd love for you to review our podcast if you could give us a little, little boost there. And we are Board Game Geek Guild 3407. Seven. Thanks for coming down to Meepletown. Town.